That is probably the toughest line of all of Steven Seagal's movies, of it, all of them. It's up there. It probably is. I mean, what do you got? You got Nobody Beats Me in the Kitchen, which isn't so much tough as it is just true. You got F*** You and Die. <laughs> <laughs> you got You F*** With My Family, You're Dead. <laughs> those are pretty tough, too. I might have so, to beep those. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's not me talking. It's Seagal. It's Gino that, Folino, it's Nico yeah, Toscani. It's Gino Folino, you know? <laughs> no, but, you know, the blood bag thing, I love that he's not even, like, he's watching a TV that isn't on. Yeah, he's sitting staring he's like, at he's a like television. Ima- he's imagining it from, from his memory of was when he just woke up from a coma, which is, I don't know how comas work, but I imagine his memory's got to be a little fuzzy. It's, it's all of that incense yeah. from the acupuncture needles that were <laughs> Quick hanging out of his body. Quick killing process. Before we jump into this, quick story about this. When we were throwing the idea around to do a podcast... We had this stupid idea to call this our podcast <laughs> the Blood Bank. Wait, 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 stupid idea? Yeah. No, more like million dollar Great idea. idea. And I actually I made a graphic for it. I'm yeah. gonna put I'll put it on our you page. Have to put the graphic I'll up. put it on our page. Yeah. There's a, I'm pretty sure there's a picture of Schwarzenegger <laughs> from Commando shooting a, a portable missile launcher. Yeah. There's Steven Seagal doing something. I'm pretty sure Stallone's in it or Rambo as Rambo. Yeah. I'll I'll put it on there and it's got like a the pink 80s print. So, oh yeah, it's great. It would have been good focused on 80s, 90s action movies. We just do that anyway on here. We're just called The Last Row Podcast. So if you are a first-time listener, welcome aboard. Check out our massive back catalog. This is episode 53. If you haven't been able to tell by now, we are doing another Steven Seagal movie. For those new to the show, our website's thelastrowpodcast.com. If you found us on iTunes, got some iTunes reviews. Thank you, everybody that's gone out there and done it. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a review on Twitter at The Last Row Pod, Facebook. We got some Facebook likes this week. Thanks to everybody that liked the page. Um, Thank you. You know, again, so I guess we're here doing another Seagal movie at the Blood Bank. We're at the Blood Bank. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention all-time tough guy Seagal lines. When, uh, when Freddy Fingers. Freddy F and Fingers. Freddy F and Fingers. Tells him he's a made man, and he, he tells him God made man. Bang. That's pretty that, tough. That's that's pretty damn. I tough. still go with Blood Bank, staring at the <laughs> off at the at the yeah. the TV that's off, looking in this this ranch. Yeah. That's that's my number one line. For I just, I just like the the picture of Freddie Fingers in his little undies yeah. fighting Seagal in his underwear. It's like it's not fair. The little banana hammock, yeah. as, as some people would say. <laughs> so episode fifty three, hard to kill, comes to us from a couple of listener uh, recommendations. We had our, our buddy of the show Lee requested a little bit earlier, and then we got this email. From uh, some guy named Doug. <laughs> oh, Doug, sorry. <laughs> Not Doug. to be confused with scene. <laughs> hey, guys, love the show. Really enjoyed your Marked for Death episode. But my favorite has has to be Hard to Kill, where Seagal comes out of a coma looking like an Asian man. Any chance? <laughs> he did, he did. <laughs> any chance you have that one on your radar? And then he goes on to give us our, his top five all-time Seagal movies. Um, what, are, he, what are they? He goes Hard to Kill as one, Marked for Death, Under Siege 1, Above the Law, and out for justice, which I think is pretty pretty standard, pretty standard. Yeah, I, you films. know, I, I got a controversial thought on that, but y- yeah. what are what are your top five? Well, uh, for my top five, it's a couple different movies in there. See, I go out for justice one because Gino Felino and that yeah, pool I mean, scene, yeah. the pool hall scene. Let's go. Uh, Mark for death two, which we had an episode on, very very great episode, it was one of our favorites. Did um, you say Mark for death like the sequel? Right. Also, I didn't say colon. <laughs> He, he, you know, he's filming that right now. Probably, yeah. He, he's got the script in his in his back burner. Oh yeah. Speaking of colons, uh, Under Siege Two: Colon Dark Territory. We did that episode number three. Too. Go my, back and listen. Yeah, I like it better than the first. That's what I was gonna yeah, say. Controversial. Yeah. Uh, number four: Exit Wounds. Upset. Great movie. DMX. DMX is a good actor. He is criminally underrated. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame he doesn't do more. He's just he's he's kind of a crackhead. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> Still love the dog though. And above the law, five. Me, which is his first. I, I definitely agree with you. Under Siege 2. We did this movie. I don't remember what episode number it was, probably in the 30s or uh, something. 
27. <laughs> Whatever it is. I don't Go know. on our website. It's on there. Look in iTunes. But that was one of my favorite movies that we watched on the show. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. Col- oh. Got a great colon. Screwface. Screw- uh, Under Siege 2. Oh, you're talking about Under Siege 2? Yeah, yeah, Under Siege 2. Dude, the, I gotta the train, you, man. It's like train. 11 p.m. right now. It's Friday the 13th. Yeah. So I have like zero braid right now. <laughs> it's been a long week of work. <laughs> We've both been through a lot of shit. Yes. So bear with us, please, as we go through this episode and stumble. Yeah. I, poor Drew's going to have to edit the hell out of this thing. I, I'm sure. We're only five minutes in. <laughs> well, I didn't even mention, like, yeah. we're a little rusty, too. We took a little bit of time yeah. off. We got a lot of stuff going on here. You know, we, Bowie moved a little closer to Last Row Studios, so it's more accessible. Yeah, we'll, a little we'll, bit, a little bit. We'll have some more, uh, more episodes for I you guys. Walk, but I walked over here, I almost fell in a ditch. You, did you? Oh, you walked yeah. here today. I that's how yeah. close he is. Yeah. That's how close he is right now. This dedication to the I, show I, I have to trespass on about three people's lawns to take the shortcut to walk to the Last Row Studios, but it's worth it. <laughs> I have my I have my phone flashlight like shining to look for potholes. I, I would love to see people like who is this guy yeah, walking who's the, through who's my that yard? Asshole on my lawn with his flashlight. And he hits me. What is yeah. this guy doing? Yeah, I'm wearing my I'm wearing my Ninja Turtle pajama pants and I'm so, walking. So like, <laughs> you look like homeless guy. So I'm like, who is this guy? So when you said, "Hey, I'll be over in 15 minutes," yeah. I thought you meant like you were doing something. You were going to drive over. Yeah, now, you are close enough to walk. It doesn't but take 15 minutes. It's yeah. funny. I didn't realize that you were walking. Yeah, I, it was game time decision. It was yeah. game time decision. That's, that's a smart idea. Yeah. But that's that's enough. Nobody cares. So let's move on to Hard to Kill, 1990. Thriller slash drama directed by the inept Bruce Malmuth. Did you like how I put that in there? IMDb 5.7 out of 10. Inept, why? Because Quote, Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal bashed he hates this, this guy. director in an Arsenio Hall interview, which you can find on YouTube. We should link to it. Yes, we will. A very awkward interview with Arsenio Hall back in the 90s. Threw him under the bus, ran over him, backed up a few times, went forward, Supported karate chopped by him. his wife. Yeah. Oh, man. At the time, ex-wife. He, what, did, what was the quote? He said, I prefer my directors to have intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and when Arsenio asked him if he enjoyed making this movie, he very awkwardly said, no, not really. Yeah. It's a good movie, but I didn't like making it. it so It was... It, First off, Kelly LeBrock shows up in this article in the in the interview. It's one of the most awkward. I had to turn it off. Bowie sent it to me. I was like, I can't watch this. It's too awkward. <laughs> it was so weird. Like Arsenio Hall didn't know what questions yeah. to ask them. She was trying to crack jokes, but she was very straight faced. I, I just yeah. it's cringeworthy, man. Cringe. The, yeah, they're like the masters of dry humor, and Arsenio was such an in your face jokester that I, like I, the, the styles didn't mesh, and it was very awkward. And, I couldn't take it, and the audience was silent. So it was. Ugh. Was there an audience there? Is the question, or was it like just you know nobody? Oh, no, they were wooing Seagal when yeah. he came on. The yeah, ladies love that Seagal. was like the laugh track the ladies or whatever. Love, yeah. Seagal, Seagal's so, got that in his somebody pocket. Somebody press play? Yeah. yeah. All right. Mason Storm, a do-it-alone cop, is gunned down at home. The intruders kill his wife and think they've killed both Mason and his son, too. Mason is secretly taken to a hospital where he spends several years in a coma. His son, meanwhile, is growing up thinking his father is dead. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> He's D-E-D dead. When Mason wakes up, everyone is in danger. Himself, his son, his best friend, his nurse. Why did they put that in there? (laughs) But most of all, those who arranged for his death. Oh! They are the ones who are in danger. I don't like like this write-up at all. So I got to tell you, I normally pull these from Google, right? We've had some funny ones in the past. This one I had to, like, seek out because the way to find this one, there, there wasn't any. It was like one line. I'm like, we need more than one line on this thing. Yeah. So I pulled this from IMDb. That's- it's awful. It's clearly a user writer that is not a good writer at all. Yeah. And I hate to bash the guy, but I'm going to bash the guy. I'm just going to say it. It's awful. And um, we'll, we'll we'll go through the plot for you people, okay? So we're, we're, this is going to be a little bit different of an episode than we usually do. We're, we're going to go, instead of character by character, we're going to go by plot point by plot point. Because this movie is low on characters and high on ridiculousness. So... We're going to try to sift through the ridiculousness and uh, and give you original thoughts on a lot of that. And again, bear with us because this is going to be a rough one from the start because I know that we're already stumbling here and I'm going to get some names wrong. And I'm definitely going to... That's just normal, man. I'm absolutely going to get some names wrong. That's so, normal. So don't hold it against me. That's par for the course. And poor Drew, I'm gonna, he's not going to edit it. So we're just going to leave <laughs> just it in. Just going to leave everything yeah, in. So it'll be fun. So, Drew, where should we start in this? Uh, do you think the beginning is a good place to start? <laughs> There's or? only one place to start, Bad Way. <laughs> It's at your local Circuit City where you can pick up the biggest shoulder cam, the biggest shoulder, the biggest shoulder cam surveillance yeah. equipment available at the time, which was cutting edge. You think he went to the Wiz where nobody Dude, beats the Wiz? He went, I don't know where you get this stuff, but <laughs> this guy, 
Steven Seagal, Mason Storm, by the way, great name. Great yeah. name. Oh, yeah. Tremendous name. Top, top action movie name of all time. Gets, gets the biggest shoulder cam ever to go hide out the docks. So the, the synopsis that you read earlier said, do it alone cop. Oh, he's a do it alone cop. He's a do it alone cop. He, he brings his shoulder cam to the docks and he's intercepting some type of meeting between a shadowy figure and a bunch of mafia and guys. And goons. Yeah. A bunch it, of mafia it, goons. Yeah. It's a guy, he's got like a stereotypical gangster suit on. He's got a hat on. He's got like a pinstripe the suit fedora. on. Yeah, the fedora. It's ridiculous. Violation number one. Yeah. Driving your own car yeah. to a stakeout. Oh, yeah. That's like the number one note that I wrote on, on the list when I was watching the movie is he drove his own car to the stakeout. So when he has to make a getaway, they're going to see who it is. Yeah, like They can run the plates easily. At least like black out the plate or something. Like he drives his car and he parks it in his own front, his front driveway. Yeah. Like don't they give him a, like a Crown Vic? Doesn't he have some type of yeah. cop car that he could borrow? So we know that Mason, Mason Storm underestimates his enemies. That's number one. I, I mean, he's an LAPD officer. They don't really talk about, you know, what his job is. They just kind of throw you in. You see him with this you know, definitely 1990s technology doing the stakeout. And he's like standing out in the open. Like, yeah. He's just standing there. He's making noises. He's clanging around. He's talking, he's to, talking himself, to himself. Yes. Which, like you should be silent. Like, I, yeah, you could have a chatty partner when you're on a stakeout, but he's talking to himself. He is, dare I say it, the worst stakeouter of all time. Oh, he's terrible. You don't take stakes out. He's, he's terrible. So he's clanging around. He's making noise. He's got his big ass camera. It's clunky. He's falling around. He's tripping. He's slipping. And all of a sudden, the goon says, hey, who is that? Because he like drops a can or kicks yeah. a can he or kicks something. kicks a can. He's kicking garbage. <laughs> he's, and, the, and then the camera bangs against yeah. something. It's so ridiculous. He's still talking to himself. He's like, oh, shit. It's like, yeah, things going nuts. These guys notice him and then they start to like basically chase after him. He beats up a couple guys, gets away. And then goes to a convenience store to like pick up a bottle of champagne for his wife. <laughs> like, and, and the other thing is too, can we talk about for a second, his outfits? Like that's going to just be a theme throughout this episode. Like it's been yeah. for all of his episodes. He's doing a stakeout in like a tuxedo with yeah. like a cummerbund. Like he wants to be James Bond. Looking a little too classy for the stakeout. But it's like a 90s. Yeah. I can't even describe this, this vest cummerbund contraption that he's wearing. It's got yeah. like a weird... Like you go to the the mall to get a tuxedo. It's got that weird print that you see in the in the in the the, the cardboard yeah. stand up that's like from 1992. Oh yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. So he's dressed up in that. He's fighting guys in a tuxedo, basically. I mean, <laughs> he's still but, winning. But, yeah, I mean, I know. guess he's pretty limber in yeah. this thing. But then he shows up to the convenience store like nothing happened. Like what the hell is that about? I want, I want to back up just a second. So we're back to the 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 seed of the uh, of the stakeout. Yeah. So, you know, like when a guy investigates, I think of it like you're you're a Metal Gear fan. Yeah. So, you know, like when Snake, like when you're making noise and you get like the, you get the exclamation point. Yeah. Or at least the, the huh, what is that question thing? So, you guys are on the corner. Usually, you could choke the guy out or something silent, right? Yes. He like loudly beats up the guy. Yeah. Behind cover, drawing more attention. Oh, and he does, he does like the neck chop thing yeah. that he, that he, that's like his signature <laughs> neck chop move. Like yeah. that's, that's like, we got to have a neck chop in gotta this. Got to have a neck chop. You got to have that. But yeah, he he's like he's the worst. He's the worst. That's yeah. all I could say, you know. And like this this movie doesn't represent his skills well. No wonder he hates this director. Yeah, you know why? You know why he's a do-it-yourselfer, stakeout guy? Because no one will work with him. <laughs> he's difficult to work with. He doesn't. He doesn't want to. The other the other people don't want to get caught because yeah. they know they're going to get caught Here, if they work with this guy. Here's his performance review. Does yeah. not take feedback well. Hard to work with. <laughs> difficult to work with. No, that's exactly what it is. Literally hard to do your job with him because he's making so much damn noise. Maybe his last partner got killed because he dropped he's his making camera. noise and he drops he dropped his can of beads and all of a sudden he found out <laughs> his partner got shot. His, sh- his shoulder cam. Yeah. <laughs> so so the whole point of this scene is basically it sets up the rest of the movie. Like he catches this councilman. Yeah, Councilman Spoiler Trent. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Councilman Trent, who is making this deal to basically get a senator killed so that he can eventually take his place. Don't know how a guy dying ensures that he's going to win the election, <laughs> but basically he's he's going to no, win. I and you can take like, that to the bank. I think if he like kill if the guy, he's like, it's a succession thing, right? I don't know. It, did, it didn't make how, any sense to me. I don't me. know how senators work. I don't know. It didn't make any sense If a senator me. dies in office, does the get next elected. guy come up? Do you have to get elected? He's a councilman. I don't know. Like, how do you... Any history buffs out there? I don't know. know about it, this? 
you you got to get elected. Like you can't just yeah. this guy died, so now a councilman becomes like the guy. Like oh, is yeah. is like his secretary of of whatever is going to be the 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 new senator or something. I'll, I'll just I'll just uh I'll just assume that the marked for death people or the the hard to kill people. <laughs> there I go. The first title, first title. List, so. I need to like get a bell yeah. to ring or yeah. something so that every time you mess up a name or something, we ring a bell. The hard to kill uh, script writers. I'm going to assume they got it right. So, but anyway, he becomes. He wants to do this. He wants to kill them. He wants to become this the senator, and you can take it to the bank that to the way. Bank. Yeah, which is his signature line. Which catchphrase? How Seagal doesn't instantly, you know, the sleuth that he should be, just figure this out, and the movie's over. Beyond me. Yeah. Why see? Why the bad guy would use his catchphrase? Even if assuming no one's watching or listening, why would why would the, a bad guy use his famous catchphrase during the deal? It's such a habit for this guy yeah. that. He can't avoid it, I guess. And by the way, this deal should be done in the back of a limousine. Yeah, I mean, why are they doing it in the... There's cars there. Yeah, stay in the car. Like, it's, you think about the bad guy, the shadowy figure. You never, you, you shouldn't see his face. You know, plotting this out in the limousine. That's the way these deals are done. This guy is obviously an amateur deal doer on the side. Right? He needs to call up Donald Trump. We'll yeah. have the best deals. Yeah, he'll have the best deals. Donald Trump doesn't get out of his limo when he's doing shady <laughs> yeah, deals. All right? He's a limo. <laughs> it's, it doesn't make any sense, though. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But, like, this sets up the rest of the movie. So, Seagal has this this tape, this hot tape. Yeah. They knew somebody was filming them, They or at least they, I guess they assumed that it was somebody filming. Somebody saw them. Yeah. So, they're trying to figure out who it is. You know, this tape winds up becoming that liability that goes through the situation, right? So, anyway, it cuts to this random convenience store where yeah. Seagal's trying to go home to his wife. I don't know if it's his anniversary or what. No, no, no. He's trying to celebrate because he thinks he won, because he thinks he got away and all that. Little does he know that... His wife the, doesn't have any idea, yeah, though. The entire police force is on the take to this Trent guy, and so he just went to, went to, the, he went to the convenience store to get a little celebration, a little drink, a little, uh, little teddy bubbly. bear for his kid. A little bubbly. A little bubbly. All I'll say about this scene is it's got some awesome fighting. It's yeah. completely pointless. It's just a showcase for a fight scene. But I think it shows how bad of a police officer he is. Oh, yeah. Te- tell me why, because I know you know. Yeah. I, this this stood out like a sort of thought we watched this movie. So, of course, the convenience store gets held up by just some random thugs, right? Latin kings, whatever may have you. And four guys, one of them has a gun, and the rest are kind of, like, useless, right? The one guy has a knife, and he's like... He's doing this thing where he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he he looks like he didn't know what he was doing. Clearly, doesn't know what he's doing. So this guy with a gun is clearly unhinged, but he's also very weak, and he's going to shoot the clerk. You know, he's going to shoot him, and Seagal could easily disarm him, like really easily. He even says the clerk says, "Boy, it'd be really great if the cops were here." There's a cop standing right there. Yeah, and Seagal just has this smirk on his face, like "Uh, whatever. I don't feel like doing this right now. Right? (laughs) He just won. He just won. He's not. He's he's off. He's off duty. So the the clerk obviously, you know, he gets a little unhinged, loose cannon, tries to go for his weapon, gets shot in the chest and dies. So Seagal is responsible for that guy's murder. I'm going to go out and say oh, it. Oh, yeah. Go out and say it. You agree with me? A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Just irresponsible policing. Yeah. So the guy's dead, right? The innocent civilian is dead. Then Seagal starts cracking jokes. It's like, all right, I guess I'm going to beat these guys' asses now. But he didn't right? show any remorse for this guy. No. That just, <laughs> this guy. No, he did it. <laughs> The guy took a shotgun to the chest. Yeah. Because, but didn't that guy try to like, he tried to do something. He took out like a baseball bat or his own shotgun or something. And he's like, oh, I'm not going to stand for this. No, and yeah, they, he, took a, he took like a blunt weapon. I think it was a bat or but, a hammer like, or something. I don't know. But truthfully, like, I guess that guy, maybe he's seen a bunch of robberies and maybe he's just not going to stand for this shit anymore. Like these guys come in here, they rob the store every <laughs> week. Like he's had enough. He's had enough. Like, get yeah. this blunt object out. He's going to go fight these guys. What was he going to do? The guy had a shotgun to his face. Yeah, so another another proof that he's a terrible cop is that after the killing of the clerk, he proceeds to talk smack to the guy with the gun who's still holding the gun with another shot in the round. It's a yeah. shotgun. For like 30 seconds, he's taunting him. The guy just killed someone. <laughs> You're a witness. Yeah. He should have, his head should have been blown off. Oh <laughs> now, obviously, yeah, we know if he would have pulled the trigger, Seagal would have just ducked out of the way because, like, he's fast enough to dodge bullets. Quick we know hands. Yeah. yeah, quick hands. Yeah. But it's just, it's just too cocky. Like, yeah. why, why take the chance? I actually love how he fought these guys. Like, he really <laughs> he really took them took them to, to, to task, man. He took them like, to school. Yeah. He really schooled them badly. I mean, he was breaking limbs, breaking arms, you know. But then it's like, it's all good there. He just He just goes home, right? He goes home with his wife. He goes to his house, brings the champagne. His wife's there. 
I think she got the impression like he wasn't out doing policing. He was out <laughs> doing something else. And she's like, oh, you got blood on your shirt. She's like con- concerned for yeah. him. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. That That's not the- mine. Yeah, it's not mine. <laughs> like another tough guy line. Yeah. But instantly, like they're celebrating, right? Yeah. Goes upstairs. Sexy time, Bowie. He turns oh, yeah. on Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah, you got to tuck the kid in first. Yeah, t- tuck the kid in. And did you find it a little awkward that about the, the praying? Yeah, that uh, it yeah. seemed out of place right. for Seagal. Like, yeah. I, he's a Buddhist. Yeah. Like, shouldn't they have been lighting incense or something? But was he back then? I guess he was. Yeah, he spent yeah. years in Japan well, learning, you know, self-acupuncture. That's, what, all he, that. <laughs> that's yeah. what he said. We'll get to it. But, but it's like, it was weird. Yeah, it yeah. was a little odd. It, and the kid, don't even get me started on... We have a thing for kid actors on this yeah. show. Like, they're just the worst. This kid was awful. He was, <laughs> he, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he was worse than the kid in the Santa Claus. Oh, geez. He was way worse than yeah. the kid from Jingle All the Way. Like, this is the uh, worst kid actor we've had. I don't know. Hands down the worst. I don't know. And he had like Jingle a minute of screen time where he like drags yeah. a teddy bear after his parents get murdered and he like, <laughs> he jumps out a window. Like, Worst actor. It's pretty good we've stunt work seen. by that kid. Do you think it was? Do you think it was a little person? I think, no. It was definitely that kid because that's the only thing he could do to get cast. That's the only way. Yeah. Hands down. Pretty I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna put this out there. Worst actor that we've had on this show. Jeez. In 53 episodes wow. or however many we've done. Hot take. Hot take. Right now. I don't. I don't have the energy or the access to uh, to call you out on that. So I'm just gonna agree with you. But let me ask you this, Batway. Yeah. When you're out on a date and yeah. you bring a girl back to your house. Yeah. You know, you, you, you go upstairs, maybe maybe you show her your room. Yeah. Do you turn Johnny Carson on, set the mood a little bit? Absolutely. You got to get a little chuckles. <laughs> you say, you yeah. turn on Conan. Got to have chuckles, right? Get, get Jimmy Fallon yeah. on, like start that sexy time <laughs> yeah. with, the, with the right <laughs> kind of moves. And he instantly, he just goes for it, man. Yeah. He just grabs her ass. Like, yeah. Kelly LeBrock is in this movie. Uh, can, can, I, can I say, like... You say he grabs her ass. Now, not to get graphic, but yeah, no, get graphic. He didn't just grab her ass. Like he, like he did, like the full on palm extension. Yeah, and squeeze in. Yeah, right. Like he did the full groping of, oh, of the it, cheek. It was definitely yeah. creep. Oh yeah, it was. It was like I've been waiting for this scene. I read yeah. this script like uh, six months ago. I couldn't wait for this yeah. day. And then he, we find out he's a lefty because he goes, he goes left hand, right boob. He does, and and he does a full on like push up squeeze and pull down dude that was above and beyond what that scene called for and like you said like his while he's having this this love scene with his movie wife his real life wife who is in this movie movie. as another character it might be like off stage somewhere watching this and maybe they're swingers. Do you think they're into this sort of thing? I did, you know what I mean? You know, Kelly LeBrock seems like she's, maybe she's a little uh, a little yeah. freaky. I don't know. I feel like she's- Seagal seems a little freaky. I don't know. Based on the Arsidio Hall interview that we keep referencing, <laughs> yes. which is a must watch. <laughs> People are going to like watch yeah. five minutes and turn it yes. off. No. they. She seems to be very protective of my feel. I yeah, feel like yeah. she gets jealous. Oh, yeah. So- but we know Seagal's like we we have we have hindsight we have the ability of hindsight we know how much of a of a creep Seagal is and how much of a womanizer and how much of a scumbag he is when it comes to the ladies. Oh, that's a fact. So I think he definitely took this opportunity as like a quote unquote free pass to go grope a wo- another woman that wasn't his wife and but get babe, away with it. Babe, it's in the script. It's in the script, babe. I'm it's trying in to the act. script. I'm and just trying to let act. me tell you this: that love scene was the finest acting Seagal has ever <laughs> done in any movie. Before or after. It was actually. Because he wanted was. he wanted to do it so bad. He was so into it. Make it look so real because he really wanted to touch that woman. As do you creepy think as he is. Practiced? Do you think he pulled the line of like, hey, you know, I think we should rehearse. Yeah. Yeah. Come to my trailer. Oh, I think yeah. we should rehearse. There were trailer rehearsals. He kept, probably kept yelling at the director to like, we got to do this again. I don't think I got it right. That's like an entourage yeah. when drama is like trying to kiss all of the women. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't think we got the yeah, chemistry, man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, so he that's probably why he and the director were at odds because that scene might have been like first, right? What that they shot. And maybe Seagal was such a dick because he kept wanting to redo it and redo it and redo it and redo it that maybe the director's like, who is this guy? Come on. So all I can say is mid-love scene, Steven Seagal's penis is out. <laughs> is it is it is it <laughs> Are you telling me he's trying to stave off gunfire with a direct penis? His, his, he is. He probably has no pants on. His penis is out. We're we're gonna we'll use the medical term just to keep it clean here. We're, his we're Johnson gonna, his, is erect. He he definitely. I mean, you know that he's he's feeling that scene. Yeah. It's out. He's got people coming up the steps, sneaking up there. 
freaking the loudest guns of all time. Yeah. This is like a suburban neighborhood. Yeah. He's got neighbors. These guys don't give a shit. They didn't even put a silencer on their gun bad way. They don't, they don't care. They're there to murder everybody. <laughs> listen, listen, we know, we know Seagal's shoddy work as a detective, right? Do you really think this is the first time Seagal's got shot up in his own house? The neighbors are probably annoyed. No, and, and why and why doesn't he just have a gun under the pillow? He seems like the type that yeah. would just sleep with a gun oh, under yeah. the, the pillow. The shotgun under the bed. Yeah. Right, with the contraption. Exactly. Yeah, right. These guys roll up in there and they just start shooting. Yeah. I mean, they 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 mess his wife up like instantly, right? Uh, yeah. They shoot him. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a shit show there. As far as Seagal goes, I'm pretty surprised at how much he gets his ass kicked because he never takes these kind of hits. I thought it would have been more of a fight to where maybe like he kills like five of them and the last guy, maybe the guy with the bolo tie gets him. <laughs> That's my favorite guy in the whole right? movie, by the way, the bolo yeah, tie guy. He keeps surviving fights with Seagal, which never happens. Like, I think they should have set it up where he kills everyone except for that guy and that guy gets him, right? Yeah, like I think, it, and you know, this, it's funny because it's not really the same movie, but there's a lot of similarities to me in this movie, like Roadhouse. Uh, I don't know why. It just it feels they're not the same at all. It's just it, the amount of ridiculousness. It has Roadhouse like s qualities to it, and I feel like the bolo tie guy was Jimmy from Roadhouse. Yeah. You know, the guy with the the the, the earring, the the cross earring that oh, yeah. basically you know Swayze rips his throat out. Tight pants. I saw a lot Je- of wet jeans. Yeah, yeah, I saw a lot of of similarities between those two guys. <laughs> I mean, bolo tie, wet yeah. jeans. It's just it's one of those things. So then. You know, basically, these guys mess up him and his family. They, I mean, they shoot the crap out of them. Yeah. And the kid sees them, walks down the hall. He's like, Daddy? Mommy? And then just start blasting at this kid. You shoot the kid, man. Like, they're like, oh, he saw us. It's like, they <laughs> the all kid's had not going to know how many witnesses. Like, he's not going to have any recollection. They, they don't need to kill him. masks on, yeah. too. Do you think the kid knows about the tape? Knows about Senator Trent? No, he doesn't know, he doesn't know anything. Yeah. The kid jumps out the window and somehow survives. I mean, how the <laughs> hell does that happen? Because if you think about it, some masked men killed my parents. He's not doesn't know why they're there. And obviously we know that he got shot up because yeah. they're dead, right? Or they're in the hospital. Yeah. I mean, everybody, they think that they killed everybody, right? Yeah. I mean, Seagal winds up going to the hospital. He survived, somehow survives this, right? Yeah. The cops show up, but all the cops are dirty. We know that, right? Yeah, except for Except one. for his buddy. Best friend. Mr. O'Malley. Mr. O'Malley, his, his buddy takes him in and they're like, doctor, you got to, you got to make this guy dead. Yeah. You got to make him dead. A lot of everyone says he's dead. Even Basically, though we got a pulse. We got a pulse. Yeah. Fake his death. We need to get him out of here. Meanwhile, Senator Trent or, or Councilman Trent, I guess at this point at is in time. the other room. And it's like, this is how you know the guy's guilty as hell. Yeah. They're like, oh man, like, uh, I think this guy died. He's like, oh God. Oh. <laughs> he's doing that. I can't believe he's dead. Oh. I can't believe he's dead. Oh God. Such a good cop. Oh, it's like, put the cuffs on that Come guy on, right man. now. Come on Please. now. He was so guilty. Yeah. It was it was sick. It was sickening. <laughs> take it to the bank. I, you can take that to the bank. But yeah, so they, they fake his death. Seven years later, bad way. Seven years later. So ridiculous. It's going to be the cover for this episode. Yeah. It's going to be on the website. He's got the beard going, got the hair going, and we don't know why yet. We don't know why. All we know is he's in a coma seven years. You know what a seven-year coma does to the human body? Dude, you would be like Skeletor. Yeah. You would have no muscles. Yeah. You, you wouldn't probably, he would, he would be eating from a feeding tube. Yeah. He didn't even have a breather thing yeah. in. So you have, you're in a coma for seven years. I'm not here to call out the movie for realism, but I'm going to call out the movie for realism just a little bit, just a little bit. So usually a coma lasts around like four weeks, right? I did research. I did research. I don't know anything about this. I did a little bit of research. I don't claim to be an expert. I'm going to doctor, Dr. Badway. Badway, MD. Yeah. About four weeks. And if your coma lasts that four weeks, it might take a week for you to, say like a, a sentence let alone a, an actual cognitive thought if, like does he remember how to how to even look if look your around. brain even functions properly after being in that vegetative state yeah four weeks now this guy's going on seven years it's a pretty long time <laughs> that's a pretty long time how old is he he's got to be in his mid-30s i don't know maybe he possibly was, 40 now maybe he was in you know cryostasis like john yeah. spartan maybe it was like <laughs> they just didn't show it he wanted yeah. to like that's in his head he's like well i was really i was conserving my energy for seven years he was actually <laughs> meditating for seven yeah. years in this coma that he wakes awesome. up with the most ridiculous looking hair and beard ever yeah. and i i could have sworn because i haven't seen this in a really long time i forgot why it was like that but i remember like Dude, Steven Seagal wants to be Japanese so bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought he grew, like, an, a samurai beard, yeah. like, in the movie. Yeah. So, comes to find out that his uh, his lovely nurse and real-life wife, Kelly LeBrock, actually carved that beard for him. 
Now, why would she do that? Let's get to let's get into the mind of uh, Kelly the Brock. What is her movie name? Because I'm bad at these names. Her name was, was like it Andy. It was Andy. I think I it was think. Andy. It was like, it was right? like a, man, a guy's name, like Andrea Andy. Yeah. So Drew, what is wrong with Andy? So, but let, let's backtrack before he's out of the coma. We meet Kelly LeBrock in this movie. So Kelly LeBrock, what is she about? She's all about pulling that sheet up, looking at his penis, <laughs> sexual assault. Yeah, you got to see his. You got to see his junk. She's definitely looking at that. She's creeping on him. What's like, the What's the role reversal situation like? Say it's a guy looking. <laughs> lifting, the guy goes to jail. Lifting the covers to to, to look at the comatose woman. That, right? You go to jail. You're going <laughs> you to, go jail, to jail, right? Yeah. I mean that that is that's definitely that's assault, brother. That's, that's definitely assault. assault. But my but question, it's funny when she does it. Yeah, but my question to you is like, was that in the script? Did she put that in because she seems like the type that might think that that's funny, or did he tell her to do that? Because the joke, if you if you remember, like she lifts the sheet and she's like, yeah, oh boy, I hope he wakes up. Be ashamed <laughs> to waste that thing. Oh jeez, man, that's it's just, like I just cringe thinking about it. That's what I'm saying, yeah. like. You know, you look at that. It's like, did he make that joke? Did she make that joke? Was it in the script? He hates this director. So clearly, you know, yeah. like the director probably said we should probably take that out. She, you know, and again, based on Arsidio, you know, how many times are you going to hear that in, yeah. 2000, in 2017? Based on <laughs> Arsidio. Hall, well, I watched right? Arsidio Hall, man. And trust me, we're going to we're gonna tweet it out. You got to watch this clip. Start at 20 minutes in. You're going to love it. We'll put the time code in yeah, there, too. Yeah, the time code. She's like a, like a really dry sense of humor. She's kind of funny. So I, I feel like she's cool. Maybe she did ad lib some of the stuff. But let me ask you this. So they say to get out of a coma. And again, this is, you know, research. I do this research. It's what I do. <laughs> That's why this show is good. Or at least, you know, I think it's good. I need to know his credentials here. Yeah. I'm going to flash his credentials. You got to talk to the person, right? Yeah. You have to talk to the comatose person. Remember Sopranos? Yes. Right? Is it the, is it the coma? Tony Soprano. Yeah. Um, you got to talk to, you got to have family. Now his family's dead. Yeah, he's got nobody. He's got no friends, no family. So luckily, Kelly the Brock... Beautiful woman's talking to her, showing her her cat. What else was she showing him? The cat was may have been named Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> Again, another joke. <laughs> ridiculous. That may have, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. It was a lot of these. So what do you do? So so she's a stranger, so he doesn't know her voice. So it's going to be difficult to get through to him to get him out of this coma, right? Yes. So she lifted, this, lifted the thing up, right? She's talking to the penis. Was she window shopping or was Does she the, when, actually when, testing? We know, we know Seagal as a creep a womanizer, right? Yes. And we saw him in bed in the first love scene. Uh, he likes to get at it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So maybe her talking to the penis? Like, does she do it often? She she was talking to it. She's talking directly to his penis, I feel. <laughs> and I feel like that. Would, do you, would you agree that do you think that's a good way for, her, for him to wake up? <laughs> I, I mean,. It's like it's like a snake charmer, I guess, you know? Like Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this has gone way off the rails here. Was it no coincidence that uh, like a minute after she lifted that thing up, she goes and sits down at her office, he starts moving his eyes around like a madman. He felt a little tingle. Yes. That's what it was. He felt a little tingle. I think that this woman is a saint and she had the magic touch. He owes her. No pun intended. He, he owes her. Pun intended. I love how, by the way, like she—he's in this coma. He starts to wake up. We'll get yeah. to that in a second. But she's like off doing like paperwork. Yeah. And like his thing is like basically freaking out the chart, and she's yeah. just like ignoring it. Like, oh, so I guess it? this thing's broken. <laughs> like it's like he's waking up. Like, yeah. don't you think you should check something? Yeah, that's actually his penis monitor. Actually, that's, <laughs> it was going nuts. <laughs> she's she set it up to his penis. So that when it becomes a wreck, like she's like, oh, it's time. Finally. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. Exactly. The, the penis monitor. She got- <laughs> very key. And the comatose person. Yeah, yeah, so, wait. Yeah. so you've done the research. You've done the research. Things. I mean, I've been on websites. Uh, I've, I've, I've talked to doctors. You know these things. <laughs> now it was actually in a seven year yeah. coma. I, hey, man. So, but yeah, so then. Let's talk a little bit about him waking up from this because you mentioned that the the initial love scene was his best acting. Yeah, I would say that this movie is this worst. This is the worst. (laughs) We've got two ends of the spectrum in this movie. (laughs) Like you go from like, all right, he's like really making love to his TV or movie wife, this this blonde woman, and now you go to him waking up from a coma. I'm pretty sure you texted me (laughs) and you were like. I would like to imagine this is exactly how he thinks somebody would wake yeah. up from a coma without doing any research. So he wakes up in this coma probably without doing any research on how coma victims or would you say victims? I don't know. <laughs> coma sufferers. Coma sufferers. Comatose coma, individuals. Co- comatoses. 
Coma toasters. Yeah, I don't know. Co-bites. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Something yeah. like that. Cobaers. Uh, they. He, uh, he's so ridiculous. Yeah. So he's doing the eye roll. He's doing the twitch. He's doing the convulsion thing. And like immediately he's like, where am I? What, what is this? It's like, what is you're not going to get speech, man. Again, I did the research. I'm not, I'm not here to call out hard to kill because he is hard <laughs> to kill. And he's not a normal man. Yeah. I mean, he is he's Mason superhuman. Storm. He is Mason Storm. So uh, maybe he recovers quickly from seven-year comas than everyone else. But he's already like, he's confused, but he knows like, he, he knows words and he can move his extremities a little quicker than normal. I feel like they, this reminded me, and you didn't play this game, but it, it's kind of funny because Metal Gear Solid Five opens with a coma. Yeah. And it's very similar. He even kind of looks like him. He's got this crazy beard and the <laughs> hair and he wakes up and he's like, where am I? You know, like it's, it's, it was very similar. And then he's trying to struggle to get out of bed. Oh, yeah. This whole scene is ridiculous. But before we talk about him fighting off the, the guys coming for him and the escape, which yes. is a whole other thing. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about this massage guy. Oh yes. Because that guy might've had his eye more on him than, than yes. Kelly LeBrock did, but he seemed like a nice guy and he just gets Murdered in cold blood. Poor guy. The See, guy had a porn stash and everything. Yeah. See, you know, I don't know his name. I don't know if they even said it, I but know. I think he's like a Charlie or a Chuck. He looks like he a looks Chuck like to a me. Chuck. Yeah. And I think he was into Seagal too. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So I think like everyone's like into him at this hospital. That's what Seagal that's, wants. Yeah. That's why he woke up. Like normal man would have died after a one year in the coma. But like he just had this love coming from all angles, obviously. <laughs> that's not the first time this guy put a massage of Seagal is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I, and, and that's the thing, right? So like, He's doing that, but it was like instantly like, oh, he's awake, so we better massage his muscles now. Yeah. It's like, well, you should have been doing it. Yeah. Maybe he was doing this, yeah. but you should have been doing this for seven years here. Right. So it's like less than a day in, and he fully understands now that he's awake. Who knows I'm awake? If anyone knows I'm awake, they're coming to kill me and everyone on this floor right now. There was like instructions, right? Kelly LeBrock has to call some call XYZ if call, this guy Call his up. friend at the police station, specifically O'Malley, when, when he wakes up. Now, now Seagal doesn't know that, but, like, that's the plan. So he thinks that anyone who knows that I'm awake, they're going to kill me. But really, he doesn't know that. He shouldn't know that because he was shot and put into a coma. He wasn't (laughs) awake when this plan started. What if they got Trent? What if he's in jail? He doesn't know if O'Malley's dead or alive. He doesn't know if O'Malley's on the take even still. O'Malley could have been on the take the whole time, too. He didn't know that. I love how, like, the whole time he's getting a massage, he's like, you gotta get me out of here. You gotta get me out of here. I like what, at first, he thought the, the, the massage guy was his killer. Yeah. He's like, get out of here. What I kind of thought doing? he was, Stop too, it. because he looked like he, he looked like he had a wig on. DTA, Drew, don't trust anybody. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, he said I, it best. He, he, wise words. Yeah, DTA, wise words. don't trust anybody. Wise words of yeah. a Stone Cold man. Yeah. But yeah, he he's the guys are coming for him. This massage artist guy gets compl- massage artist. <laughs> massage artist guy. He was an artist. <laughs> he was, Chuck the massagist. Was, I want to get a massage by Chuck. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he he gets murdered in cold blood. <laughs> Poor like, guy. Like, by Bolo guy, no yeah. less. <laughs> Bolo tie guy. He's in a doctor's coat. <laughs> he's like, oh, can I see the file on your coma patients? <laughs> the receptionist goes, sure. And then another doctor walks up a minute later and said, do you know that guy? And she's like, no. <laughs> security guard. <laughs> security guard. Yeah. He's like trying to chase him. Yeah. He's the most henchman looking doctor yeah. ever. Yeah. The lady just gives him the file. And the security guard's like, you just gave him that file? Like, you know, who is that guy? Do you know that doctor? No, I don't. You put glasses on a guy yeah. and he looks like a doctor. Yeah. He was, he was a good doctor. <laughs> and I love how the second he got free, he pulls his gun out and he's walking yeah. around in the hospital with a gun out. It's, it's like, like he was the Terminator. <laughs> It's like, dude, just keep your disguise a little bit lower. Yeah, Nobody's going to know who you are. You didn't have to kill anybody, man. You didn't have to. He's got he wanted to. to. Moviebodycounts.com yeah. has work to do, yeah. by the way. Yeah. They got to tally this You're up. You're right. You're right. So, so yeah. So, this guy's chasing him. Seagal, it's the most amazing thing. Him yeah. slowly waking up from this coma. <laughs> he's like getting broomsticks. Yeah. He's like pushing himself in the gurney. Yeah. It's, it's so unintentionally hilarious. It's amazing. It's so, amazing. So uh, my crack research, again, we're going to go back to my crack research. I made phone calls, you know, emails. I sent letters. <laughs> yes. It might take months, if not years, for you to get that kind of movement back after seven years in a coma. Dude. But he's making this grand escape. It was the massage, man. It's all it about woke the massage. Up, it woke him up. That deep, deep, deep tissue massage. It woke up his body, yeah. Oh, yeah. so to speak. You know, what the, you, know, you know what I found out? You know what I found out? What? Is, is, the, is the key and what happened there? Is Kelly LeBrock, you know? Yeah. When you, uh, how do I say this cleanly? <laughs> how do you say it cleanly? The, the key, the key to like getting all the bad, like getting the muscle back, is is, is the uh, the release, the, the release. Okay. And there were a few pre-releases throughout the coma. 
And I think that's why that and like this is a thing that doctors don't even know yet. And it's like it's like a secret. But what if it's a treatment that they have to do? But that's like that's what that's what we need to do. All these COVID people start jacking them off right now. Let's do this. It might <laughs> save their lives. Oh man. We are we really are earned our parental advisor it's midnight. today. It's midnight, we? Drew. Yeah. You got me here on midnight. <laughs> this is what happens. We really earned our parental like advisory today. It's like a werewolf. So yeah, but I mean, this could be uncovering classic uh, coma research here. <laughs> but anyway, he's waking up from this coma, whatever he Nobel gets out. Prize, Kelly LeBrock comes in. She finds out. She's trying to get him out. She's comically Benny Hill pushing this gurney <laughs> through everything, <laughs> banging into everything. <laughs> they get in her car and they leave. She goes to some ranch. Which, by the way, is a doctor friend of her. She's house hitting. So logically, this makes sense that no one knows that she's there. Did you notice how... Asian this place looked. Oh, yes. Do you think Seagal decorated it himself? Yes. Oh, yeah. Very, very Asian looking. Just happens to have a, a box of acupuncture needles. Yeah, it's, got a, then, it's got a dojo. Yeah, it's got a dojo with, with some kendo sticks. And then he, he tells her, too, he gives her like a whole list. He's like, I need this, I need this, I need this, go get this, and I'm going to give myself acupuncture. He's, he says that, I quote, I need these herbs and needles for my recovery. She's like, what? What? <laughs> what are you talking herbs about? Herbs and needles. So she goes out. In the same getaway car again, by the way. Come on now. It's got a bull hole in it. Are <laughs> these two are made for each Man. other. She's driving this white Mustang around. It's like a blatantly obvious car. These guys are out on the look. Yeah. He, he first off, he's like worried about even just being there. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm house sitting, blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. you said. Nobody knows I'm here. Not even my parents know I'm here. Nobody knows. He yeah. starts one of the weakest recovery montages <laughs> I've ever seen in an entire movie. I mean, this is like, I feel like... I could be in better shape than him, and, and I know he's in better shape than me. Well, let's go through the list of what he does, right? Hit me with it. He starts by swinging some kendo sticks. All right, swing, stick swinging. All right, he's got good. some stick swinging. Right. Get the muscle and the arms back. We got that. He gives himself acupuncture after Kelly LeBrock comes back with Very the, weird. the needles. Uh, can you give yourself acupuncture? Isn't that I hard to do? I feel like you would not be able to have the precision to put it exactly where it needs to be. He had them on his back. Now, my question is, like, you can't just say, hey, a nurse, can you put this needle on my back? It doesn't work that yeah, way. Put it right here. Yeah. But they didn't show her doing anything. No, there's he no way he has himself. the reach to go back there. So, but, uh, Maybe that coma yeah. limbered him up a little yeah, bit. I don't know. He punches wood for about an hour, <laughs> which is, like, the funniest thing ever. And, 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 and they're not, like, tough punches. They're, like, precision, yeah, weak punches. Like, he's punching straight yeah. out. And I, I like how, first off... They showed the progression of how hard he was punching this wood. He put a concrete block down, poured some concrete, and then put this wood in there and started punching it. He he sort of ran up a hill, I guess. <laughs> sort of ran he, up a hill. He jogged up a hill. And and then he comes back down to the bottom of the hill and then punches the wood so hard that the concrete breaks. So, But he runs up this hill like... He's wearing like total dad clothes too, by yeah. the way. Like he's wearing like a loose tank top. Yeah, a tank top that's like a triple XL. Cuffed sweatpants. Yeah. You know, back then, I guess <laughs> cuffed sweatpants were hot before yeah. they weren't hot and now they're hot again. You know, so he's wearing that and then he jogs up this hill, but he's like running so slow. Yeah. What is he doing? He just got out of a coma, Drew. Give the guy a break. What, what is he doing? <laughs> and then he goes back and gives himself more acupuncture with incense yeah. things hanging off of it and smelling it. With the motivation of the press clippings of his, him and his wife's murder, right? Just, Just everywhere. At it, like Batman. Everywhere, like a psycho, right? It's like Batman style, yeah. like looking at Martha Wayne. Yeah, now mind you, like not much time has passed. It's like, this is still new to him that his family's dead. Like maybe a couple days, maybe weeks. I mean, it's seven years in life, yeah. but it's got to be like, it's got to feel like it's a probably week like a, It's probably like a week we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. The, and, what, what moves he was able to do day one of Cobra Recovery? Like extrapolate that for a week, and that's where we get to when he finishes this montage. And he finishes it bad way. Oh yeah, with a bang. With a bang. With a bang. A literal bad bang. A literal bang. After his wife, after finding out his wife is dead for about a week, seven years in real time, a week in his coma time, was it the right move? No, not at all. Why? But maybe not? he needed the release. Why not? I I, I think it's a violation. He's trying to get revenge for his wife being dead. Yeah. Like, it. I feel like personally, it totally muddies what you're doing. Like, it does. Why are you even going to... Why? See, like, yeah. the memory of your wife is tarnished. That's a great you point. You just banged your nurse. Why hell-bent on revenge for having, having your wife killed if you sully the marriage just by... Just, right. I feel like, like, the laws of the world, you're not really divorced yet after... Uh, right. Divorced, but you're not, like, separated from your significant other. You gotta she come to died terms with a week it. ago. Right? Yeah. 
And I know it's seven years, but it's not seven years. Not to him. He woke up. Not he to just him. Wo- he just woke up. I guess he it's might fresh. think his kid's dead, so maybe he's only doing it for his kid being yeah. dead. His kid's alive, but he thinks he's dead. I, I, I don't know. And, I, and again, I don't mean to play gender war here, but I gotta, I gotta play this card. If it were a male nurse, like helping a, a woman coma patient back to life, and then he takes her to a secluded ranch and puts the moves on her. Yeah. Like, isn't that creepy? Yes. But it's like hot when she does it. Yeah. It, I mean, hey, there's she's a like double a, standard she's like here. A, this is almost necro. She's almost a necrophiliac. Yeah, because- the way she was macking on his comatose <laughs> junk. Yeah. I mean, isn't he, it he, creepy? Like he, he's back in there. She walks in in like this, like sexy outfit. Oh, Let's yeah. be real that way. Uh, do you know the line she said? Sexy. Do you remember the line she said? She had she a said. rose in her hand and she goes, I, uh, I, I just thought you might want a flower. Symbolism much. And then he just lost it. He immediately just went for the kiss, grabbed the ass, grabbed the boob. His, his animalistic moves, his, his instincts. Moves, his two moves. This is hot, red-blooded male, bad And then this was like you saw a glimpse of what the, the Seagal bedroom was like. Yeah. The real I, Seagal bedroom. I feel like, I wonder how, how, was the crew like, oh, God, get a room. It's pretty disgusting. Like, would they rather, would the crew rather watch him make out with a, not his wife, or would they rather watch him make out with his I wife I think it's there? him in a sexual nature is just gross overall. Like, doesn't if matter the crew's, who like, with. covering their eyes. Yeah, it doesn't matter who he's with. Him is gross. Like, some actors, like, you don't want to see in a sexual way, and, like, he's one of them where it's, like, it's yeah. disgusting. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, it's definitely, it muddies the waters of... It's just why the why the plot why the hell bit on revenge I, I think if you're it, just gonna forget about your your wife and just just bag this random broad you it know shits on her memory like to put it to put it politely yeah. right like I mean to put it politely it just yeah. craps all over his wife's memory yeah exactly so I don't know how and long... she has no respect for for his his boundaries like yeah it's way too early for him to be back in the game right I don't know how long you should wait but it should be longer than this yeah let's just say that unless she thought he needed that one extra release to go out and fight. Like, I it was mean, the final step of his recovery. But it's like the opposite of an athlete. Like, usually you don't do that, right? At yeah, least but what did what I tell you about COVID victims? What did I just I mean, tell I get, you? The yeah. doctors told me. What did I tell you? He's got to get limber. Yeah. He's got he's to <laughs> stretch. Yeah. It was a stretching exercise, yeah. right? It's That's releasing a, the demons. It was, <laughs> it was a stretching yeah. exercise yeah. for him. I mean, exactly. It's So, I don't know how long after this happens, but basically the ranch comes under fire. <laughs> <laughs> they guy, find out. Long story short now, we talk about the him hating the director, and he was saying the director made this terrible movie. And the editors kind of saved it. Yeah. So a lot of like how things happen as far as the cops finding them, them going to different places and them getting caught is all like money. That's very confusing. And like, would rather not even get into it. But long story short, they find them at this ranch. This is what kind of reminded me of Roadhouse, I guess. Yeah. This because scene was the pretty end, awesome. Yeah. Because he's throwing the guy off the balcony. Yeah. Like like when Seagal walks into the, to the place at that guy's house. Yeah. It's just very similar to it yeah. to me. So Seagal has this thing where when he fights people in movies, he likes to break as many things as possible. Yes. Like he loves to throw people through walls, through tables, through glass, through expensive looking vases. Off right? a balcony, onto yeah. a table. Off of balconies, right? Throwing grenades out of nowhere. It's, where the hell did he get that <laughs> I don't grenade know where that from? grenade came from. He has a pistol. But here's my question. Where where are they staying, right? It's like up in the hills it's of It's in like- the hills it's Los Angeles. It's somewhere. this doctor friend of Kelly LeBrock's house who's in Asia and she's house sitting. Yeah. Poor guy has no idea what's going on in this house right now. Oh, right? yeah. This house is destroyed. So I hope he has insurance. This poor guy lends this house to this doctor. Turns out to like have the biggest shootout in like the history of Los Angeles. Right. Oh, my God. There's there's. The grass is all torn up because yeah. Seagal gets in a truck. The and horses get free. <laughs> the, the gates are open. The horses that run wild. Symbolism, right? He loses his horses. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's even worse than the house. Yeah. That's like a the pet. house is destroyed. It's being blown up by grenades. Bullet holes everywhere. All his expensive vases are broken. How much damage do you think has occurred at this poor doctor's house? That like, house could be a monetary uh, so value. This is, okay, this is 1990. Yeah. Well, I have to check Zillow, but I don't know what 1990, <laughs> what the Zillow equivalent. Can we get the Zestimate for that? How much does that house cost today? Say it's in the in the hills oh, of, of Los Angeles. It's, it's at least $20 million yeah. because the property there yeah. was ridiculous. It was so huge. So not only is everything broken in that house, it's also now a murder house. Yeah. It, it, oh. You can't sell it. For market value, when there are twenty dead bodies of goons <laughs> yeah. lying in that house. Well, he threw that guy off the balcony. My favorite <laughs> part, though, was when he was driving around on the grass, like doing donuts. <laughs> it's like then, insult to injury. <laughs> it's like, 
The house is already screwed oh, up. Your, your house is screwed up. Let's go yeah, mess let's up your just, yard, might too. Might as well just do the donuts. It was so awesome. And then the yeah. car has all these bullet holes. Yeah. They leave, and then he trades it with some Mexican, like, um, like they were, like, a gang member or something. I got the impression that it was, yeah. like, a, another gang member, like, in the beginning from the from the, the convenience store. Yeah. And it's, like, the guy's, like, yo, how, how, how hot is this car? <laughs> and he's, like, it's, what did he say? It's nuclear? It's nuclear or something like that. And the yeah. guy's, like, all right, I'll take it. So he takes his car. It's got the fuzzy dice. They're driving all over. <laughs> I don't even know what the hell they're doing at this point. They know they need to get the tape back. The tape yes. is in the wall. Yes. So what's the next logical conclusion? Go back to his own Go back murder to his house. Old murder house. Where his wife so now has two murder houses. Yeah. By the way, he's got a lot of murder houses. A lot of murder houses. He, he's yeah. not a very good real estate agent, is he? No. He poses as a real estate agent. He goes to a store to get fancy clothes yeah. so he could be a real estate agent. He got his tuxedo back yeah. again. Yeah. He goes to the to this house and Kelly LeBrock's like talking to this poor pregnant lady. She just like, they're probably building the nursery. They yeah. got the contractor. She's so happy they're doing renovations in this house. She's like, like oh, piece this piece of great. crap house yeah. that was had, had somebody murdered in it. <laughs> and he's like in there busting up the wall to get the tape out. He gets a tape out of the wall and he's like insulting their contractors. Just blatantly breaks this. It's terrible. I mean, it it doesn't even matter. The whole, the whole movie kind of catapults from here. And basically what happens is they get this tape. They go back. He finds out his kid's alive. O'Malley's there trying to help him out. I know I'm speeding through the plot here. No, 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 please do. But basically O'Malley says, Hey, we're going to get your kid. It's at this train station. We're going to meet up and then you're going to go with him. Get the, the tape, we got to give it to this TV guy. The TV guy's at the hotel. He's going to expose the truth of Senator Trent. And by the way, Drew, you're, you are describing this perfectly. But again, like the editing of this movie, it's impossible to follow just because there's it, so many it's cuts. so hard. It's like you don't know whose fault it is that they get caught. The cops know where they're going at every move. And the goons know where they're going. Like the dirty cops and the goons yeah. know where they're going at every move. So forget the tape part, right? So long story short, they eventually get the tape to the press, right? We find that out later. I want to go back to the kid, the son. Yes. Sonny. The worst actor ever. Sonny Storm. Sonny, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> that sounds like a wrestler. His name is Sonny Storm. That sounds like a wrestler, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, man. I just I got know. that his name is Sonny Storm. I just, the first time Pretty I said awesome. it out loud, it's ridiculous. Was Sonny his name or was it Sonny like, hey, Sonny boy. Like, hey, Sonny. Hey, Sonny boy. Uh, yeah, like, no. Well, either way, forget that. It's ridiculous in its own right. So he's at the train station with O'Malley. And O'Malley, before they're ready to skip town, says to the boy, I got to tell you what, your daddy loves you very much. Guess what? He's alive. And it's like, you can't tell that kid your dad's alive until you know it's safe and the coast is clear and yeah. everyone's behind bars or dead. Right? Yeah. Isn't it a major risk and a, and a total mind F for the kid if you tell him your dad's alive and then maybe 10 minutes later he might die again from, from another gunshot? Well, he was just so excited because him and sh- his Seagal just <laughs> shot up a bunch of flower pots like yeah. a scene before that. Like, oh, yeah. They got to test their guns out. No, you're you're absolutely right. You can't just tell him that. Plus, that. first off, he doesn't really like have any time to process this. No, like I got no the impression way. that this kid seven years later. I don't know how old he was at the time. Of 11, the 12, maybe. Maybe the time yeah. he was like five. Yeah. So seven years later, call him twelve. He's there. He looks older than that, but whatever. He processes this pretty well. He looks like the type of kid like his dad got his mom murdered basically yeah. because he was a cop. I took the impression that this kid would hate his dad, hate the guy that's trying to put him in witness yeah, protection, like you ruined my life. Yep. You know, like he took it pretty well. Yeah. Well, I think the kid was young enough. If you're four or five years old and you go through that experience, it's better than if you're like eight or nine. I guess. Yeah. You, 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 know? don't, you didn't form your own He wasn't like, old enough yet. to like fully process it. Probably. I'm no child psychologist, but that's my take on it. So we're going to fast forward to the hot tub. No, no, no. You're missing a very key scene at the hotel. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where they transfer the tape or whatever, but they get found out by the bolo guy and his goons again. (laughs) Meanwhile, Senator Trent is like nowhere to be found. He's he's having hot tub sex with his stripper girlfriends or whatever. So the kid somehow makes it back to the hotel and meets up with Kelly LeBrock. I forget how all this happens. It doesn't matter. And Seagal meets his son for the first time since everything went down seven years ago. Briefly. So... Let me break down for you really quickly what happens here. And maybe you didn't like fully like process this when you watch this, Drew. He meets his son. Hey, how you doing, sport? I'm alive. Cut to he has to fight a guy in a bullet and snap his neck in front of his kid. And then go back and say, hey, son, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I missed you. So in the process, messing up a guy's hot dog stand. Yeah. Breaking up the guy's hot dog stand, throwing his shit. And again, the skull loves to throw people through things. Threw him in the grill. Yeah. Ruin this guy's business, right? So how do you destroy a kid's mind? You thought your dad was dead. 
and now you find he's alive in one day, and at the same time, you you see your dad, you visibly see your dad murder someone. Yeah. And then he comes right back. Hey, son, I love you. What's going on? <laughs> Good you to okay? see you, buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey. He didn't have to kill that goon. He could have subdued no. him, right? He didn't well, have to snap his neck. It was it was like it was kind of a subdued neck snap. If you if you he didn't do <laughs> yeah. the like the what was it? What's the what's the movie where he's like, oh, it's uh Desperado. Yeah. He's like, oh god. Yeah. He, he doesn't do like the full on like twist that yeah. he, he did the chokehold snap. He, it looked the, the like trache- it, the trachea crush. Yeah. It looked like a sleeper hold pretty yeah. much. But then I heard a crack. Yeah, it was a trachea crush. It was a trachea crush. There's definitely something breaking. So if you're this kid, okay, my dad's dead. This is all within an hour, right? Yeah. My dad's dead? No, wait, my dad's alive. Oh, wait, there's my dad. Oh, my God, this is so weird. Holy shit, my dad just killed that guy. Holy shit, my dad's hugging me like everything's normal. Oh, my God, I hate my dad. Yeah, (laughs) this kid is ruined. He's a serial killer, right? Yeah, I I still think he's traumatized from (laughs) seeing his parents murdered. Yeah. Like, you know, when he was five. This kid's been through a lot. A lot. So we mentioned Trent was in the hot tub hanging out with basically some hooker. I assume it was a hooker. Maybe it was his wife. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Baseless accusations. Based on her uh, promiscuity in the hot tub and her... That bikini. And her long underwear. (laughs) The underwear had like... the straps came up so high they were over his shoulders. Yeah, there was there was a uh, it was like suspender underwear <laughs> almost. It was, it was like, 1990, yeah. I guess. <laughs> like, like imagine, I, imagine like it's not a one piece because like her boobs are showing, but it's like thing. it's like imagine if they had holes on the sides you could put your arms through them. <laughs> it's the Borat <laughs> underwear. Yeah, pretty much the Borat it's underwear. So high, but and it covers the whole butt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what, you know what was this? This is rated R, right? Of course it's rated R. They really, I really thought they were just going to throw boobs in there because. They didn't show the boobs. They didn't show any. Even when he was gripping up his wife in the no, beginning, this was right. the opportunity. She was clothed. They, they, yeah. <laughs> they didn't do it. Yeah. I I, I thought sh- for sure as hell. Sure, Maybe yeah. that's why he hates this director so much. Yeah, you didn't you show the boobs. You wouldn't let him show the nudity. show the boobs. So anyway, whatever. They, the Trent's there, the house. Seagal finds him hiding in a closet after an awesome beatdown. Awesome beatdown. Yeah. We got to talk about this. Oh, yeah. The fight. At the pool table. Oh, yeah. He walks in. He's, like, acting so cocky. Seagal is so good at pool table fights. This is the second best pool table fight in the history of Seagal movies. And that's saying something. The other one is better. Yeah. Because he puts the cue ball in, like, a a white t-shirt and just starts bashing guys' teeth out. But still, the fact that this is the second best pool fight is pretty awesome for Seagal. I mean... When you stick a cue through a guy's neck, <laughs> it's kind of intense. Yeah, it's kind of a badass. And, and I thought it was kind of sweet justice that Bolo Tie guy got yeah. killed that way. He got the biggest death. He yeah. was kind of the, 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 the semi-boss. What is it? The pre-final boss? He really is the final boss, and it's pretty weak. Yeah, well, it's kind of like in Under Siege 2, yeah. where the, the, arm, the general yeah. was kind of like the big bad the whole time, and then he got punched 37 times in a row, yeah. you know? And then the 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 geek uh, missile the launcher guy. guy, computer guy. Uh, That's like Trent. Like he's the final boss, but yeah, he's like Trent, but he can't fight. I mean, Trent's hiding in a closet yeah. with a shotgun. It's and, like it's like Craig, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like his suit he is, the, the is the boss, but if you had to fight Craig the brain, it's like he wouldn't stand a chance. Yeah. But, you know, Trent is so inept, just like the director of this movie, according to Seagal, <laughs> he has a shotgun immediately... Seagal commandeers it and puts it in his mouth <laughs> and they put like lipstick around his lips if you notice it yeah. it's like a red circle like yeah. to make it look like blood it was like the worst movie makeup oh, yeah. ever um, but he just basically threatens to kill him and then they show up and the movie's over and that's it yeah they're like hey Seagal I'll do it you know here's the thing he was hard to kill and he was marked for death and he was out for justice and all that stuff he was all those things but was he, he on deadly ground he was not all deadly ground. The deadly ground was that poor doctor's house. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> deadly ground. But he, at the end, he didn't get revenge. Like, he let him live. And I guess because at that point, the cops busted in. Yeah, he couldn't do it. It Otherwise, wasn't self-defense anymore. Yeah, he would be a murderer. Yes. He wanted to kill him so bad. So bad. Oh, yeah. He should have shot his balls off. He fake shot his balls off. Well, he said, I, I guess they're smaller than I thought. And it was like the tough guy line yeah. of, of them being small. But I, I don't know. And we'll get to some trivia in a second, because I have some for you. Yeah. You can tell that Seagal had problems with editing, and I saw something that said Warner Brothers edited the crap out of this movie, because it's all over the place. But I can tell you what's not all over the place. One amazing thing, and it's probably my favorite part about the movie, besides Steven Seagal's hair. Yeah. 
the freaking music in this movie was awesome. Oh yeah. It was so good. It was so good, dude. Yeah, the was. electric guitars, it, it reminded me kind of, of of Saved by the Bell. See, I wish I would have seen it when you said that because now I want to go back and kind of There's think like of that. those those yeah. like soaring electric guitars. It did have like, those interludes. Wee, it did. Wee. It's like it's awesome. That's I kind of like it. And there's a couple saxophones. There's not enough saxophone these days. No. You gotta get more of that. No. I just thought the music was awesome and it had a, a, an amazing 80s feel to this movie. I love this movie. It I was, do. It was set because like 90, 1990 is still the 80s. Like that's how I, I say that. I was going to ask yeah. you in the beginning when you said 1990, is like, is 1990 the 80s or the 90s? Yeah. It's the transition year, I well, guess. Yeah, well, I guess this movie was probably shot in 89, so it still counts. But I still I still say that 90 is, is the 80s. I want to give you a couple pieces of trivia. Just, okay, can, go can ahead. I, can I cut you off real yeah, quick yeah, one yeah. second? Before we get there, I want to talk about the ending of the movie, about him, him, uh, him uh, sparing him. Sure. Right? There is a there there was a second cut where he did kill him. Okay, he did get revenge, and I have the 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 way he died, which was pretty badass, and I kind of wish they would have done this. So Senator Trent has a poker, has has a fireplace poker in his hand. Yeah, right. So he tries to stab him with the poker, and um, Seagal does his judo flip, whatever he does. So he kind of flips him in the air and smashes him down onto the fireplace, and his neck gets impaled with like the fireplace opening. Oh, wow. Right? That's and that's how awesome. he goes down. That's pretty good. It's a pretty inventive death, I See, feel. See, I would have liked that better, actually. And he, like, and again, he, like, it's still, like, he killed him within the confines of self-defense, where it's, like, it's by the fireplace. He's trying to stab with a poker. It all makes sense. Was it really self-defense? We know this guy ain't killing anybody. Yeah. And I want to know what the line would have been had he killed him. Now, they don't have there what the line was. The badass, tough guy line after he kills the guy. He already used the blood bank line, so he couldn't say that. Or could he? Could he go back to the well for some kind of blood bag line? You can't reuse it because no. he already. I mean, bank's all full. Yeah, the, I don't know. I I'm guess not, the I'm blood not a bag's full. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was going to take you. To, maybe it would be. I told you I was going to take you to the yeah. blood bank, and now I did, or yeah. some some crap like that. Yeah. I don't know. But I wanted to know what the what the line would have been, and I guess it's something we'll never know. Steven Seagal knows in his in his heart of hearts. Yeah. So let me give you just a couple pieces of trivia. We already mentioned that they were married at the time. The other thing that I thought was actually very interesting was that Kelly LeBrock had been pretty much retired from acting at this time, and she yeah. only did the movie as a favor to her husband. That's great. Which really leads me to believe that he made her say those things about, oh, that would be a waste, and you know the penis <laughs> monitor and all these things. Like I, I feel like that was definitely his doing of the script. Oh, well, you know, it's true. I, I, I agree. And the other thing was, we already talked about his lack of respect for this director, he called him a very poor director, and in a 1990s interview, not the Arsenio Hall one that we kept talking about before, oh. it says, I think that's a, that it's a miracle that this guy can put one foot in front of the other. Oh, my God. Apparently, he didn't like the action scenes, and he also didn't like being excluded from the editing process. Oh. Would you want him hovering over your shoulder? He's probably such a dick, right? Would you want Seagal. him there editing yeah. this movie no. with you? No no, no. no, 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 no. Absolutely not. That's the definition no. of micromanager. Do it this way. Oh, make this. Do that. Oh, well, we, we've we've discussed in the past with our previous two Seagal movies about him just changing the script on the fly because he doesn't like the script. And it's like, you didn't write the movie, dude. And it's like, he's got his hands on everything. He's a perfectionist. And the last piece of most important trivia for you today, Bad Way. Yes is that Steven Seagal's iconic ponytail made its first appearance in this movie. Forever changing the course of human life. Mar Marked for Death was, I think, like eight months after this. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, this was also his weakest ponytail. <laughs> you could tell, like, you know, guys like growing his hair out. It's like, yeah. sorry, I got to get through the scumbag phase. Yeah. This thing was like, it was like wispy. It was a wispy <laughs> ponytail. Like, it gets much better when you start looking at these other movies. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, forever changed the course of history. Well, above the law, you know... He kind of had like a slick back mini mullet where like there was like he probably couldn't pull off a ponytail, but he wanted to so bad. Yeah. So this was just the, the you know, it's the process. It's like it's the evolution of man kind of the evolution he probably of ponytail. Delayed shooting just so he could grow it a little bit longer. <laughs> Another reason why he and the director probably didn't production, see eye to eye. Production delays. Yeah. <laughs> production so, delays parentheses hair. <laughs> to, one more thing here before we wrap up with this movie. I mentioned moviebodycounts.com. It's been a while, bad way. Oh, yeah. Did you look this up? Have you seen the statistics on this thing? I did not run the numbers. I did not crunch the numbers on this one. Moviebodycounts.com says this movie had 19 total deaths. Do you, do you think that's too low or too high? No, I, I think it's about, it seems like about on point there because, well. They give the breakdown. They say he killed one in the shop, one, three in the house when he killed those henchmen in the beginning, yeah. two in the hospital, 
nine in the retreat, which is the, 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 the ranch, I guess one in the station, one in the shops when he threw a guy through a glass window uh-huh. and then two in the mansion at the end. I don't know if I believe that. He did. He, he showed mercy on, on the guy's second and Trent's second in command. Yeah. I, I, I think I agree. Most of the murders happened at the, at the doctor's house. He killed 13 yeah. personally. And then they, they break their own rules and they say that a senator dies in a plane crash, which is totally off screen. Remember, that doesn't count. So maybe that's miscellaneous, I guess. Yeah, but no, whoa, whoa. They showed the newspaper. Okay. Does Confirm that kill. Confirm they showed kill. the newspaper headline. Confirm kill yeah. then. He yeah. died. I don't know. There Remember, was a visual. We debated the rules of, of, of whether you had to watch the plane crashing yeah. with yeah. his face in it. Yeah. So no, they did show the plane crash, okay. but they did show the headline newspaper. Confirm I death. think that's better than just talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely confirm death. Accounts. All right. Well, it's, you know, it's about 5 a.m. You know, <laughs> we've been recording. I would have to do yeah. so much editing. A little delirious. I might have said some things I regret. <laughs> no, penis monitors are a real thing, man. For those of you that made it this far, uh, thank you. I mean, <laughs> and uh, why don't we wrap it up with an email? So we want to wrap the show up with an email. Uh, we've been getting a bunch of emails lately. The last row podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, everybody that's writing. We'll write you back. Uh, I want to call this one out. This one comes from James. He says, hi guys, I stumbled across your show when searching for a podcast about the Mighty Ducks movies. I was really surprised and happy to see that you did all three movies in the trilogy. I'm slowly working through your old episodes, but if you guys had to recommend your favorite three or four to a new listener, what would they be? P.S. Couldn't believe that theory about Bombay killing Orion's wife. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> well, so what, so by the way, what are your three or four favorite of our episodes? Oh, you yeah, got to go spot here. Just name, name a couple uh, off the top of your head. Home Alone 2 was maybe one of my personal favorites. Yeah. Roadhouse. Uh, Mortal Kombat. I love Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That uh, was fun. I kind of like our Fifty Shades of Grey one. Fifty Shades I'm not going to lie. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, I like the uh, Rookie of the, the Year. Varsity Blues was pretty fun. Rookie of the Year, Varsity Blues. A lot of the recent ones. I, I kind of embarrassed a little bit when I go back to listen oh, to the old no, ones, all, you know? They're all good. Because like I feel like we've gotten better over the years. Home but Alone it's like, was like our third one. It's yeah. one of my favorites. Well, we had a good game with that. I think yeah. anything with a game. I yeah. like the ones with plot fiction, too. I yeah, know don't sleep on, on our plot fictions. Those are pretty fun too. Our, our on demand episodes. But yeah, like tweet at us at the Last Row Pod on Twitter, and we'll we'll recommend some episodes to you. Um, take a look. We have 53 episodes now after this one. Um, let us know what you guys like. If there's any movies that you guys want to want us to watch in the future, send us an email, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit the contact form on thelastrowpodcast.com, which is our website. I mentioned Twitter, Facebook.com slash the last row pod. However you guys want to search for us, just search for the last row podcast. And on that note, we'll see you guys next week. Salute. Do you think when the, after this movie came out, it's called a big star? Like people would like donate to the club bank and like leave a line. I can't wait to. I, I think they would. I can't wait to post this picture.